in Acts 20, and I'm going to preach out of it today. Man, I think it's a good book. That's where they got the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Brother Scott called me Sunday and said the Lord spoke to him for me to preach. Well, he knew more than I did. I, I didn't know it at that time, but I, I'm feeling all right, Brother Scott, and I appreciate your confidence and invitation. Appreciate our superintendent, Brother Westberg. I want you to know I'm with him 100%. That's right. I'm behind the man. Uh, not, now I'm in front of him right now, but I'm behind him and I'm beside him and I'm with him. And I tell you, I just don't know where we could have got better speakers than Brother Muncy and Brother Williams. Acts of the Apostles, chapter 5. I'm going to read verses 29 through 39. Then Peter and the other apostles answered and said, We ought to obey God rather than men. Now that wasn't some saint saying that to a preacher, Brother Dudley. That was the apostle saying, we can't listen to the advice of the world. The world said right up above that, you can't preach and teach in that name anymore. That's the context for that scripture. We ought to obey God rather than men. The God of our fathers raised up Jesus whom you slew and hanged on a tree, him hath God exalted with his right hand to be a prince and a savior for to give repentance. Everybody say repentance. For to give repentance to Israel, God has to give you a heart to repent. Repentance is a gift. Don't you know it was the goodness of God that led you to repentance? You just can't decide to repent. God gives you that spirit and that attitude. My God, if I don't watch it, I'm going to stop and teach a while. Praise God. Give repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sins. And we are his witnesses of these things. And so is also the Holy Ghost, whom God hath given to them that obey him. He don't give the Holy Ghost to people that don't obey him. Say, well, what are they getting? I don't know what they're getting. But they're not getting the Holy Ghost from God. And if you'll watch them long enough, you'll be able to know whether they got it or not. God hath given to them that obey him. When they heard that, they were cut to their heart. Some of, some of you are already getting mad at me. <laughs> and took counsel to slay them. Then stood there up one in the council, a Pharisee named Gamaliel, 
a doctor of the law, having reputation among all the people, and commanded to put the apostles forth a little space. And he said unto them, Ye men of Israel, take heed to yourselves what ye intend to do as touching these men. For before these days rose up Theodos, boasting himself to be somebody. Oh, I've met Theodos. You, met, you meet these people that boast themselves to be somebody. Oh, I'm going to preach to you. I don't know if I'll holler, but I'm going to get to you. To whom a number of men, about 400, had a church of 400 men. I'm not talking about busting them in and feeding them Kool-Aid. I'm talking about 400 men, child. Anybody here got a church of 400 men? This old boy had leadership ability. This Theodos had 400 men in his church. Mm-hmm. Let's see what happened to him. They joined themselves to him, and he was slain and all as many as obeyed him were scattered and brought to naught. And then after he passed by, this other man rose up, Judas of Galilee, in the days of the taxing, and he drew away much people after him. He also perished, and all, even as many as obeyed him, were dispersed. And now I say unto you, Refrain from these men. Gamaliel said, you better leave these apostles alone. You boys better listen to me now. You refrain from these men and let them alone. For if this council or this work that they're doing, if it be of men, it will come to naught. You just watch some things. Give it a little while. But if it just happens to be of God, you cannot overthrow it. Everything you say and do can't overthrow it. And you better be careful lest haply ye be found even to fight against God. I'd like to preach for just a few minutes on this subject. The spirit of Gamaliel. The spirit of Gamaliel. I believe we need to hear from the spirit of Gamaliel. I'm not Gamaliel not setting myself up as some great voice of wisdom, but we need to hear what he said here. Friend, God's church is the very body and bride of Jesus Christ. He said, you, you better keep your hands off of that. 
If it's of men, it'll blow over. And it don't always blow over in three months or five years. Jezebel said Elijah was of the devil for years because he said, I want to tell you something. The dogs are going to lick your blood. How many years went by? 21 years went by before the prophecy came to pass. God lets things go along a while. You may think you're watching me today. I want to tell you something. I'm watching you. I'm going to see whether you are real or not. You know what's going to tell me? Time. Time's going to tell me. Oh, I've seen a lot of flash in the pans. See, I've been around long enough to see a lot of them. Some of the big preachers we put up on conference floors that all of our preachers worshiped their personality. Time will tell. It'll tell. Time will, it'll tell on me. It'll tell on you. You just keep watching. If we're not of God, something will get us. If we quit praying and we quit following God, we won't show up at one of these count meetings. Time's going to tell the tale on us. Oh, spirit of Gamaliel, speak to us today. Brother Westberg, pray for me. I, I need God to help. Almighty God, in the name of Jesus right now, let your divine anointing rest upon the lips of clay. Speak to our hearts, O oh God, in this day and this hour. We'll give you the praise in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. Everybody said amen. All right, we've got 30 minutes. Let's do it. Sit down. Praise God. The spirit of Gamaliel. Praise God. I feel like that Brother Dudley was speaking right right on the money because we are living in the aftermath of the Jim Jones complex and the devil has got more mileage out of that queer than anybody I can think of and there's a lot of people sitting on church pews that have decided they may not ought to hear the man of God because of what some pervert done over in Guyana. But I got a little word for you. Paul said, you follow me as I follow Christ. Amen. You follow me as long as I follow Christ. I preach that to my people. I do not want them to follow me regardless of the circumstances. If I get messed up and backslid, my God, Brother Westberg's going to need to come down and get the remnant together and say, now, Brother Beckton was a great man of God, and he was used of the Lord for a certain time, but now he's went off in this. Now, what you people need to do is keep your faith in God and don't be shaken because our faith is not in Brother Beckton, but we are on the word of the Lord. That's the reason Paul said, I did not come to you with the enticing words of men's 
wisdom, but I came to you in the demonstration of the power and the spirit. And he said, I'll tell you why I didn't come with men's wisdom. And I'm going to tell you why I came in the spirit and the power. That your faith should not lay in the wisdom of men, but in the power and the word of God. Oh, Brother Munchie said something when he said, we are able to disqualify ourselves. I'm preaching to me. People follow me as I follow Christ. When I quit following Christ, you better quit following me. We've got a new breed of preacher. They all ought to be here to hear this. Not because I'm so good, just because they need to hear it. Somehow or another, some of these old dumb old men, these old dumb apostolic preachers that's been around for 40 years, they were good enough to preach the word and dig some of this new breed out. It was some of them old heads that dug some of these smart boys out. Their families were nothing. They were nothing until they wandered into a little oneness apostolic church. And that old man preached the word of God and their family came to the Lord. But it's amazing in just a few short years how dumb them old preachers are. And we keep hearing this spirit. We ought to be more progressive. And there's this spirit about this new school and this new breed that you ought to talk down and look down on the elders. These old preachers, well, they were good for back in the 30s, you know. Brother Westberg, you was good in your day, but there's a new breed of preacher that's a little more suave, got a little more charisma, and you, you just hung up on a bunch of old Pentecostal tradition, and them standards are kind of archaic and you was good enough to preach some of us in that we've done got wise fast and we're going to reach the world. And I've heard some of our big conference pre preachers stand out in the lobby and tell me, you can't listen to these old men. They belong in the 20s. They're backward. We'll never reach the world listening to them. I want to let you hear the spirit of Gamaliel speak to you today. You better watch how you handle those old men. Some of them may have a few hang-ups. We may have a few old hang-ups. But isn't it amazing that they were the ones that God was able to use to reach your soul? And where would you have been 
if that old man that can't play the organ and can't play the banjo and can't make the crowd at camp meet and shout, but where would you be if he had not stood and preached hell hot? Our only mistake is giving some of these young reprobates a license to preach. They ought to sit down and shut up and herd teaching a little longer. Just because some of them could sing and talk fast, we gave them a license too quick. Yeah, we're fickle like that. Anybody that can draw a crowd. I remember when the boy that in Nicky Cruz's story, Georgie boy, come along. Oh, my God, every little old fickle thing in Pentecost. Oh, if we can just get him here, we can draw a crowd. Oh, we'll have a great revival. Sure did. He went to bed with women in every church he preached in. Great revival. Yeah, it was more of a switchblade than it was a cross. He ripped our britches. We're so quick to join to some big personality. But the voice of Gamaliel says, hey, you just watch. You, you, you just don't get in too big of a hurry. Some people ask me, why don't you get that evangelist? My God, he draws a crowd. I want to watch him a while. Well, they're coming by the hundreds. Yeah, they're leaving by the hundreds too. Pentecost makes me sick sometimes. They just jump on the wagon and do what everybody else does. When the Baptists got the buses, my God, we got to get the buses. There's nothing wrong with buses. I've had them. I may get some more. I don't know. The thing's wrong. We're just glad to jump on any wagon. My God, they've got center of interest teaching. My God, Lord, won't move if we don't get center of interest teaching. I remember when that come through. My God, if you don't get a school, you're going to hell. What happened to this old bunch? Wonder how some of us ever got saved without a Christian school? My God, Brother Scott, how did you make it? My Lord, you wasn't raised in one? You mean you're actually trying to live for God? How are you gonna reach Kansas City till you get you a projector and a movie? You poor old school. You poor old man. Don't you know God spoke to me when he called me to preach and said, I want you to go into all the world with your projector? Go out there and show them movies and scare the devil out of them. Seemed like to me he said something about go into all the world and preach. I mean, I thought that's what he said. 
I thought that GP in the sky meant go preach. I'll admit some days when I get through preaching, it looks like it meant go plow. There's one thing for sure. It, it sure didn't say G-P-R-O. See, I, I just, I was raised up on the knee of old men like old G.H. Brown and O.E.E. McNatt and, and some of them old heads. Of course, they put out 30 or 40 missionaries trained a lot of these big preachers we've got out now. They wouldn't fit today. They can't seem to get in the Baptist groove and get with it. Come on, Brother Westberg. Don't you want to be a soul winner like Jack Howes? He told me that he wins, uh, Jack Howes wins them going down the uh, elevator. He's liable to get 20 of them saved on the way down. And I got something for Youth for Christ the other day in Kansas City, and they said they had eight saved on the telephone in just a few minutes. It's in the magazine. I challenge you to read it. I'm just watching. I'm watching. I'm watching. I hear the spirit of Gamaliel talking to me. Don't be fattening it. I shouldn't even preach about it. He said, don't be fattening it. You don't have to fat it. Just watch. Give it time. If it's of God, you can't stop it. And if some of this stuff is of God, I don't want to stop it. Had a couple of preachers come to me the other day. They got one of them big papers from somewhere where I don't know how many hundreds and thousands are getting the Holy Ghost and they, they just felt like my God the way they wrote it there if you ain't doing it just like we're doing it you just are an, a numbskull well I can't judge that that may really be of God I, every one of them may be getting the real Holy Ghost but I may have to take a trip out and get in one of the altar services to see because I preached for a guy one time and he was praying them through so fast even I couldn't count them. And he'd make fun of me at night and say, hey, Beckton, when you gonna quit just preaching and get out here and help me pray them through? Of course, y'all already know I'm on this kick. I don't like this term praying them through. Too much flesh in that. What do you mean? You guggled them through or, or you blah them through or, or did you do like the boy my neighbor brought over the other day? I had to go talk to him. Brought a boy over and he's down there trying to teach them how to talk in tongues. Had a healer from Canada. Had some brand new people down there said, you want the Holy Ghost? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Repeat after me. I said, hey, don't bring that boy back over here. No. Oh, it may be a little slow this way, but I like for them to get the real Holy Ghost. Yeah. I, I just soon wait on the real. Boy, boy, boy. Dinner's sounding better all the time.
I don't know what of this I'm going to leave out, but I can see right now I ain't going to get it all. I'm trying to figure out where to leave out point two or four. It's all good, believe me. <laughs> I better not leave out old Theodos and Judas of Galilee because we've had a few Theodoses and Judases. Oh, brother Theodos, boasting himself to be somebody. You know, the spirit of Gamaliel that come through them old men that raised me said, always be leery of people that are self-promoters and braggarts. Now, y'all, I can't help it. That's the way they raised me. And I'm sorry I can't jump on the bandwagon every time some of you do when some flash comes through. See, they put all that in me. They said anybody that promotes their self and they're always talking about what they're doing and, and nobody else is doing anything but I'm doing it. They told me you watch them kind. Be kind. You don't have to be unkind. Just draw back a little bit and watch. Give it a little time. Because son Solomon said pride goeth before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. And they told me if you watch that long enough, it'll fall. It's built on the sand, son, not the rock. I realize it's possible to get an old judgmental spirit with that kind of teaching, which is what's happened to some of y'all. You got to keep praying and full of the Holy Ghost. You got to love everybody. But you just watch. Spirit of Gamaliel speaks to you every once in a while. People that are always exaggerating, that's a fancy word for lying. One of our churches, y'all probably can't sell this tape. They never can sell mine. What is that? I get too plain. One of the big churches down in Louisiana that runs very big, they tell me that they just estimate the Bible class. But they don't have estimation out there beside that in the Challenger. They've got a certain number. They estimate it. How many do you estimate here today? Well, <clears throat> seeing it's my church and seeing as I want to impress everybody, and I mean, my God, let's don't get out and count them and get too close to the truth. <laughs> it'd sound a lot better. It, there's probably three or four hundred here this afternoon. You know, it'd be revealing to take account. Sound good to say, my God, the Kansas district is really going over that three or four hundred in the afternoon service. Sounds good. We could put it in the profile. I don't know, them old men are speaking to me out of the grave. They say, watch it, son. Watch it. Seemed like I read about somebody in a book one time that I really thought a lot of, and they said about him that he made himself of no reputation. He wasn't trying to make a reputation. Seemed like I read that. 
Was that the Bible or Rhymes Nursery book? I hear the spirit of Gamaliel talking and he better talk fast. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah, because you ain't the only one getting hungry. I'm feeling that call too. <laughs> Been a long time since that candy bar at 1220. <laughs> Hallelujah. Come on, Gamaliel, speak to me. He said, hey, boy, you better watch using the spiritual gifts and the anointing that's on your life to merchandise so you can build your own little kingdom. Had a man in our city come out and took a picture of me in our new sanctuary and he put a big full page story in the Eagle and Beacon last Saturday. He said, I don't know if I can get his words just right, something to the extent, God must really be with you, Reverend Becton, building this big building. And I, boy, I wanted to swell up there and feel free. I said, here, let me, let me straighten my tie a little. But I'll be John Brown if old Gamaliel didn't speak out of the graveyard. I could hear the voice of some of my old mentors. They said, hey, building a building don't prove you're of God. I wish they hadn't told me all this. Well, maybe I wish they did. Maybe it'll save me. Maybe I won't get so lifted up. Oh, God, isn't this a sermon to go eat dinner on? My God. And I was feeling, I thought on it a while after he left. I kind of bathed in it a little. God must be with me after all. We only owe 400,000. <laughs> I tell you what, he better be with me. Are we going to show be in trouble? <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. These boys have laid it on y'all so tough all day, I thought I'd ease up on you a little. Watermelon, hey. You can't move me. I was preaching when you were still picking boogers. Hush. Some of you there's changing your diapers when I got the Holy Ghost. Shut up. <laughs> Some of you as Baptist preachers when I started preaching. <laughs> I got you'd preach on the Father one morning and the Son that night and the Holy Ghost Wednesday. <laughs> Hallelujah. I got, Brother Dudley, I got to feeling real good about what that paper man said until I remembered the full gospel preacher down the street. He built one about twice as big as me, and they found him out with the homosexuals in the park the other night. It come out in the paper. 
Did you read that? That's a Pentecostal preacher. Love of God dripping off of his lips like that gravy I'm fixing to eat over there. You know, my wife told me one time when we was eating over at Furs and he is close, said, hey, there's something gooey about him. He is so much love there, I, I just, something's funny. Well, I thought maybe he had a lady problem. I never knew he got hung up on the boys. Brother Beckton, you shouldn't talk like this in front of the saints. Listen, these saints know as much as you do. They've seen all these charlatans. Don't think the spirit of Antichrist ain't trying to shake their confidence in the ministry. That's why I appreciate that word. Friend, that word is right. Whether you like it or not, that word is right. You can argue with that thing all day, but it's still going to be right. But I've just got to preach to myself a little bit, and I've got to hear the voice of Gamaliel, and it says, hey, because you give out a prophecy every once in a while, or because you preach with a high anointing Sunday, and the saints were running the church, or because you built a great big building, or because you've got the advantage and the authority of standing behind the pulpit. The spirit of Gamaliel says, hey boy, you're gonna have to live it just like you preach it. Paul got on that one day. He said, you preach about stealing, well do you steal? Oh God, some of them are so lost. It's gonna take another message to save them. That's the bunch that got up there and he said, come on up here in front of the throne and they came, had their hair styled and their best suit on, lizard shoes. He started showing them a few things. and Oh, God, you've got the wrong. Man, I've cast out devils. Do you realize that I can tell you several revivals where I mean I cast the devil out and they cried out and named themselves. And I, oh, my God, I've healed the sick. Why, a woman the other day had a cyst in her belly and they took a picture of it and they said it was there. I'm the one that put hands on her. And when they went to the hospital and cut her open, it wasn't there. Don't you know? that I am of God, God. <laughs> hey, Lord, this is me. Don't you remember me, me casting them devils out? Poor God said, well, I thought I had something to do with that. Don't you remember me healing the sick? Friend, I can't heal a gnat. He said, I tell you what, Mr. Devil Caster Outer and Mr. Healer and Mr. Wonderful Worker, you depart from me, you worker of iniquity. I don't know you. Mm. 
Boy, I've been thinking about that. Could it be that God would anoint me to preach the word because of the sincerity and the hunger of the people and yet I could be lost in my own soul? I mean, is that possible? Oh, Judas of Galilee, my God. He had a pretty good following too. Oh, I wish I could have got to Acts 20. No way. No way. Oh, God. Howard Goss, the first general superintendent of the United Pentecostal Church, preached a message. And in that message, he said, there are three things that people will rally to. Number one, personality. Number two, organization, and he believed in it. And number three, doctrine. And he preached that people will only rally to a personality for so long, and then that'll pass. And he preached, the general superintendent, that people will only rally to an organization as they stay with truth. But he said the thing that people will die for is the doctrine of the truth. Now I was born United Pentecostal and I guess that I'm gonna be United Pentecostal as long as I live because I'm trusting that the majority of United Pentecostal ministers will stay with this truth. But there is a move on. And remember this, the trend is worse than the sin. It, it's, it's really not all that bad, they say. It's, it, it, it didn't mean that much when some of our ministers decided that a wedding band was all right. That, that, that didn't sound too far out in left field. I mean, with the promiscuous society we're in, it could look bad. And after all, the Bible said, shun the appearance of evil and on and on. But the years have come and gone. And old Gamaliel's been standing over on the side just watching, just watching. It's okay. Do you really believe they're going to hell with them? Don't have to judge it. Don't have to put a hand on it. Not God. Thank God I'm not God. Don't have to judge. But I go back to some of them churches that I preached in 10, 15, 18 years ago. They were some of the new spirit that thought it'd be all right. Some of the old timers, you know, the old fat women that don't shave their legs. Oh yeah, I come from way back. They kind of stirred things up, you know. They, I don't know about this ring business. But after all, the people in the church that had the money wanted to wear them, so you had to tiptoe through the tulips, you know. After all, you've got a note to meet. You remember that? 
When you get a $5,000 note, you must be careful. And so they finally calmed down. Now, sister, we must have the unity of the Spirit. Well, this half backslid for six months, grumbling over it. They finally prayed through, submitted to the Word. I'm worried about it. Now I go back to them churches, and they've got, I'm talking about United Pentecostal churches. I'm not preaching to the Methodists. They're here, I'd preach to them, bless God, Amen. They got bracelets. And they got more than one ring now. Got a birth ring and a death ring and all kind of rings. Some of them are even getting earrings. And there's a new breed of preachers saying, hey, we're just now getting ready to really reach the world if we can keep this bunch of negative old school hairy legs down. <laughs> Isn't this awful? <laughs> but the devil little by little. <laughs> Friend, he's so smart. He's alive and working when you asleep. And of course he's working on, man, I'm trying to quit. It's 2.30. Just give me about three more minutes. That's a sin. I command the sun to stand still. My God, I need Joshua to come set the sun still. Amen. Hallelujah. And it's, I don't want to judge nobody. I've got problems of my own, eating mainly. Somehow or another, the Holy Ghost never leads me to preach on gluttony. Huh? I just can't seem to get the leading. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all pray for me. I know I'm surely I'm supposed to preach on that every once in a while. I ain't preached on it in 18 years. Every time I start getting a message on that, I just seem like I just go go dry. I seem like I can't feel it, Brother Dudley. <laughs> There's a danger in that. I get like the Roman, you know, of course, I'm stirred up. I just heard the testimony by Sister Charlotte. My God, I'm ready to cut every Roman Catholic in two. You know, when you first hear them, it makes you fat and mad. Now, I was getting ready to get up and cut them down when I remember I've got 30 ex-Catholics in my church. I said, well, I've got to love their soul. If they do have hundreds of babies limestone under the convents. If them priests do rape them little old nuns, all in the name of God. So you need more wisdom, Brother Becton. You need more brains. See, we, we've got to this last day where you're supposed to preach smooth things, 
stay positive. Man, don't get off on all this. You'll raise more questions than you can answer, the new school says. Look at Brother Con. He's already mixed up. He... <laughs> That's my buddy. I'm just picking at him. Brother Muncie got us this morning. He got old Brother Con and Brother Dudley on that racquetball, I'm going to tell you. You know, he'd have kept on. He, he got me. <laughs> Let's stand. Well, this will have to be continued. Same time, catch it on your satellite. Be sure to get out your Becton Study Bible now. It's page 44. I'm going to close with this. When Isaac got old, Jacob and Esau came for a blessing. Rather, Jacob came to steal the blessing. And his mama liked him, and she helped him put some hairy stuff on his arms. He went down there to Isaac and and he spoke to him and said, bless me, Father. And he felt of that hairy arm. Poor Isaac, he wasn't getting enough air to the brain. He about ready to pass. He didn't know whether it was, he was just hardening of the arteries or what. He said, you know, this feels like Esau. But I'll be if it don't sound like Jacob. It feels right, but it don't sound right. I went in a big charismatic church in Little Rock the other day, 800 members, and they ain't been going but three years. When are you old heads going to get with it and do something for God? Why, that church hadn't been there but three years, and they're running 800. You old oneness are dragging along like a turtle. You know, they started singing some songs. I knew it felt pretty good, brother. Really? You sing Amazing Grace to me at the beer joint. It'd sound pretty good. I love Amazing Grace. Oh, and I felt that sweet Holy Spirit come in there. And I was standing back there, and I, I said, God, now, I, I don't want to be closed-minded. If, if, if you really hear, really, I, I want to know. I love these souls. I don't want nobody to be lost, man. I was feeling, and after a while, the pastor's wife, of course, she sits right beside the pastor, and she gave out a prophecy, and somebody else gave out this, and they all went to chanting in tongues. I mean, it was rehearsed. They all said the same thing. So, oh, that was God. No, if you'd have seen some of them and what they was doing while they was chanting, no. Man, I just stood back there and wept. I said, my God. To a person that didn't know the truth, it would feel good. But when that man got up there and started preaching and making fun of them churches where they make women wear dresses, yeah, he did. He preached on it. And they're old self-righteous. 
religious bigots. And we don't have the love of God here, he said, because some of you women are here in pants and halter tops. I said, you know, it feels good, but it don't sound right. Because Gamaliel said, I don't care what all of them do. You stay with this. Noah, hey Noah, you better stay with this if you don't get but eight saved. Oh, you revivalist, you're dying slow. Hey, I'm a revivalist. I believe in the move of God. I'm believing for a thousand souls. God give me long enough, I'm gonna get them too. But if I have to depart from this to get them, we just won't get them. Because them old men said, hey boy, you stay with this. Praise God. How many believe this?